I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of the Netflix miniseries, Hollywood. This episode is uh, those outlaws. I got the inter panel here with me. I got my boy Rob, Kelsey, and Gunner. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing on this Sunday? Hey. So great. I mean, y'all ready to talk about this scandalous show? Uh, I oh, want to yeah. get your overall you know. thoughts in just a second. You guys know we have all of our special segments for you, news and gossip, and a very, very fun trivia game that we play at the end of the show. But first, I want to get your overall thoughts of this uh, particular episode. Kelsey, ladies first, we'll start with you. Oh, I love it. I am loving this show. I mean, it gets so, so much better every episode. Every episode is amazing, but it's like it keeps growing and growing. You're learning so much more about these characters. They're really developing. For me, this has been my favorite episode so far. I think that you're, like I said, you're learning so much more and I can't wait to keep watching. It's hard not to watch the next one. I love it. I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely. Rob, what did you think about episode Yes, I'm loving with this episode that we get deeper into the web of, like I was saying, who really runs Hollywood mm -hmm. and how deals are really made. Um, and everything in, in this Hollywood world seems like it's a gray area, you know, straight, gay, lesbian, you know, Christian, Catholic, it's all, you know, br brown, white, it's all a gray area. It's all about who you know and how you can yeah. use who you know to get where you want to go. Absolutely. Gunnar, what are you thinking about episode three? It is just the definition of mixing everything together. I love these kind of parties. I think it's so relevant and so important. I was so waiting for us to get to this topic of how things happen in Hollywood, who really makes decisions. It's not in the daylight. It's at night, in the dark, and in closed doors. And I'm so mm -hmm. excited to talk about it. True. Well, let's go ahead and jump right on in. So this, the whole episode just even opens. Um, and, and they're at the gas station. There's this whole big moment to tell them about this huge party that everybody's going to be at. Um, and, it, and it's just this... I mean, you already know what's going on at the gas station, but they're just kind of telling you this is the party that you want to come to. Uh, George Cukier is the man in Hollywood, the big wigs, the, everyone's just going to be there. Uh, what did you guys think about that in particular? Is that the norm? Is that something that's going on right now? Like, what are your thoughts on that mm. whole situation and the whole overall party thing? We'll start with, uh, we'll start with Gunnar this time. Oh, this is 100% how the world works. This isn't just a Hollywood thing. This is how, oh, I don't think there's like these kind of parties, like with everything, like, at least, I don't know. I don't know, it's 2020, knowing, knowing our luck. Uh -huh. But this is so how Hollywood works. This is absolutely, you go to these parties, you sh like smooth up to the big wigs, you make them like you, you make those connections. It's just, it's like the, the evolution of how networking works first, from first going to the shadiness and then the direct, like getting lunches with people. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Kelsey? I totally agree. I think that there's a lot of things that we don't know about, like, the big wigs in Hollywood, too. And this is kind of a, I mean, it portrays it perfectly. It's like, yeah, this is what happens. This is what actually goes on. And I like how there's so many different, like, ties to it. Like, the gas station boys come, and then it's also, like, you have the writers and the directors. And it's, like, when they bump into one another, it's like, wait, why are you here? Aren't you working? No, I'm here with this different person you know it's it's wild and I I loved it I just think it's it speaks so true to what actually goes on yeah and there's so many things that we're going to talk about about this party because the party mm -hmm. itself was almost like a character so we're going to be jumping around throughout this episode but I do want to get your thoughts on it Rob also because I love that they tied into uh like real 
historical figures in Hollywood were at this party. Yeah. So it's even yeah. though we're watching this show and we know it's based on a true story and all of that, they actually use real people like Tallulah Bank. She's mm -hmm. a real was a real actress. They talked about her personality. What did you think about that that aspect of it, Rob? Yes, I thought I thought that was really good getting inside of like how these actors are in these settings and also all the little dramas that they have internally and how we have everybody <laughs> inside of one home who has all these different kind of dramas yeah. and things that they would like to do. And also you got to see um, a little bit of some of the producers and agents trying to set up, you know, studio hands yeah. yeah. and mm -hmm. actors mm -hmm. to get dirt on them. And I'm pretty sure that still happens because, hey, TMZ is around to this day. So uh, <laughs> right? Right? Sure happens. <laughs> exactly. Now, something that happened at the beginning of this episode really just kind of tore my heart out at the, I mean, almost right at the top. I feel like Archie is one of those beloved characters. Like, I, at least I root for him. You know, he's the black guy. He's the writer. He's mm -hmm. like had to overcome mm -hmm. a lot of adversity. He's doing whatever to make it. But here we are and Rock, well, Roy, who is now Rock Hudson, is pouring his heart out to him. And he's kind of telling yeah. him about like his upbringing and his mom and his dad mm -hmm. and all of that. And I expected Archie to be so empathetic and like nurturing and caring. And immediately he was just in work mode. Like, what do you like, what does one say about their relationship, if you will, their situation? And what does it say about Archie in particular, uh, Kelsey? Oof, that's tough. I feel like they're both so, I mean, and Archie especially, Archie especially is like, he's so closed off. Yes, he like got into that, but it's also like he has a wall up. They all have a wall up. They all are just like, they don't know what to do because they're not comfortable. They don't think they can go out and like actually be themselves. So that part, I, that scene, and then we see it like throughout the whole episode, right? And like see it more towards the end, how their like relationship develops. But I think that that was like such a, like pivotal moment actually in their relationship mm -hmm. and him just like opening up and being like hey this is like this is me this is because it. I yeah. don't think that you would do that to someone who you don't really care about you know so it's kind of like oh all right we have yeah. we have some we have some feelers happening but yeah that was an interesting interesting scene and what it gonna what do you think because uh, last episode remember uh, Archie even told him this isn't this isn't a relationship like right. this is a we're not boyfriends like this is a business thing so wasn't he kind of basically walking the talk at that moment it 100% and that's how as I was saying before like I like myself I can't relate to I can't say I know what it like is like to be a black gay man in Hollywood or even today mm -hmm. but you understand like everyone has walls there's always things that you either are self-conscious about or embarrassed of or things that you know you cannot be openly proud about or acknowledge without a deeper level of confidence and armor and Archie knows that and recognizes it and go for whatever kind of life he grew up in and that's 100% just that struggle he goes through and rock being a white man doesn't know that completely so he right. of course he's like still hurt but Archie opening up to that Kelly Kelsey making a really good point that he shows like I want you to know why I can't reciprocate these right now like I don't want it to just be a thing like to this is just a fling this ain't nothing serious it's right I we can't right now this isn't our time yeah and, and Rob what do you think do you think Rock is just being naive to, to just the world and everything that's going on because he's like yo I like you you like me let's make this happen well, remember, Rock is still green. He just got off the, the truck a couple of months ago. <laughs> right. So right. he's still learning the ways of of Hollywood. Um, but one thing I'm seeing is that in this 
in this show with everybody, you know, being different versions of themselves to make it in whatever area they need to make it in at that time. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily just, you know, because uh, a person hiding their sexuality because it's, it's, it's frowned upon. They're hiding their sexuality because certain people, you know, you can't have certain people know who you exactly. are because that exactly. certain right. person may be able to propel you to the next level. And I think it's, right. or it could I think destroy we, you. Yeah. It, or it could mm -hmm. destroy you. Weaponize it. Everybody's 100%. losing. Everybody's yeah. losing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's funny that you say this because now everyone wants to be on this project peg. You know, mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it is now the, they haven't even begun filming and it is the movie to be on. Um, and, and one of the things that it kind of, pose the question because you have Jack and Roy essentially are going to be vying for the same uh, position and they're coming at it from different angles. You know, Jack is coming mm -hmm. more from the studio. Roy is coming more, more from his agent's perspective. Uh, but that kind of does beg the question, who is more All-American? When you look at the two side by side, mm -hmm. if you're doing the casting, who are you going for as far as All-American? I'm going to start with the writer on the panel. I'm going to my boy Rob on this one. <laughs> well, you want to, I, I think if I would go with the person who would, who looks more marketable for that okay. time. Mm -hmm. And I think Rock Hudson is a little bit more marketable at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got that all American boy look, big chiseled jaw, still a super country and still sweetie. He hasn't turned into an a-hole yet. Although that's, <laughs> yet. that's coming <laughs> it's in Hollywood. Um, but I think, and I would think that all the producers at that time frame and even to this day, Sometimes it's not about the acting talent. It's all about who can get more eyes transfixed mm -hmm. on the screen. And Rock Hudson yeah. could do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what about either one of you have a, a pick, uh, Kelsey and Gunner, as far as All-American between the two gentlemen? It's hard. Kelsey. I feel like it's just going to come, because it, it's not, I don't think it's going to come down to that. Like, who's the, obvious, obviously, right? It's like, not. it doesn't matter who's better for it or who has the look or who has this. It's going to come down to who knows who and who did what and this and that. So... It's hard to even choose. I feel like, I mean, they're both beautiful. I'm like, you're both all American and wonderful. But <laughs> we don't know. I see with me, I think, I think you're very, that's a very good point. It's 100% who you know. That's how this world works, especially Hollywood. But I kind of feel like Jack fits that description a little bit more. Mm. And I think, I think it's, it's such a toss up. And like my opinion, I think it'd be Jack. But then the fact that he, with respect to Ro like Roy, can act better so like it's like okay like you kind of pretty evenly all american but you can act and you can't so that's 100 right. that's okay now it doesn't matter who the connections are it's like i can't hire you like you're the better one and the like in the most like like empathetic way like let's just go off of like skill not jack for me yeah okay i feel you on that another thing that so i'm trying to there's so much i have like page after page after page of notes from this <laughs> one-liners there were so many things that happened oh. One of the things that 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 um, Archie mentioned kind of at the top where he said that the writer isn't the most important person. Oh. He's like, you're dating the least important person mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, he said that. But I really feel like it's the other way around because you can't produce something if there's nothing written down on the paper. So it's like, yeah, we need the studios and all of that to make it happen sometimes. But without a writer, there's nothing. What do you guys think about that? Is the writer the least important person in Hollywood? I, Whoever wants to jump in on that first, I'm not calling you out. <laughs> with with respect to all writers in the room and anyone watching us writers, I think they're completely important. I I know that craft; it's it's one of my favorites. I love writing; it's so important to myself. But as much as it is, producers, directors, they make the calls. They take your story, make it into something real. Because every writer, there can be thousands of writers to write a story, and even a thousand writers write the same thing. 
producers and directors are the ones that pick the ones they want to do and the people they want to work with. So you're at the kind of their mercy, unfortunately. And I wish it could be changed. And I think we're changing that. Like we're respecting the writers and what they create, their passion projects completely. Yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I think that the writers are as important, but I don't think they've ever been given the credit, you know, of mm. that. I don't think that they, mm -hmm. like ever. So, mm. I mean, you obviously can't make something without a writer, mm -hmm. but. Mm, it's kind of like the teacher I, I, scenario, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think his point was kind of perfect. It was kind of like a cheeky way to be like, yeah, clearly, like I come, obviously I am important. Like you think I'm important. Yeah, that's what you would think. But oh no, that's not what society thinks. That's not what Hollywood thinks. So that's kind of, I was like, hmm, I liked that. Yeah, I thought I it was like a that. clever little way to stick that in. Absolutely. And I believe I, I believe that he he's right. At that time point, at that point in time, yeah, writers were one of the lowest people on the totem pole. And to this day, you know, as far as movies goes, yeah, writers are, writers are still pretty low on the totem pole. Um, now in television, yeah, the writers are king in television. Yeah. Like Shonda yeah. Rhimes has right. the equivalent Shonda, of Shonda. Bill Gates' house <laughs> in in the world right. of TV. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, that's just how that goes. It's still TV is the writer's medium and uh, film is the producer's or director's medium. Yeah, and, and so uh, another one of my favorite moments in this entire episode was when Rock Hudson had to go sit and have drinks or dinner, whatever you want to call it, with his agent, uh, Henry Wilson. Oh and yeah. those, and he was late to this meeting and the way that Henry read him back oh. and forth, back and forth, it just... I laughed from beginning to end. He told him, you treat the respect that I deserve. I am a star. I am not a star. I'm a star maker. What did y'all think about that whole scene and all of those lines that he was, oh, some of them, it's not uh, Lana Turner, it's Lana Turner. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 listening to an actor is like following a farm animal. Like he just dropped so many gems. What were you guys thinking when this was going on? Uh, Rob? Be, oh, go ahead, Rob. Well, to be honest, I was thinking, I mean, I still love uh, Jim uh, Jim Parsons' character, but I think he was a little bit, uh, that was a little bit abusive. But I think he did, he did that with a purpose to mold him to the person mm -hmm. that he wanted him to be and also to inst instill that fear um, and also to set him up for further manipulation. Uh, I, once again, I don't think, I don't think Henry's, the nicest person or the most legit person, but he has that power, he has the connections and he can make you a star in this town. Absolutely, he was definitely setting him up to be totally dependent on him in the mm -hmm. future. What do you think, Kelsey? I think that we've all had those run-ins with people in Hollywood, you know, that put you in there like immediately, especially when you're, if you're not from here, you're like, do, 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 do. And they're like, yeah, uh, that's cute. No, that's not happening. So it, for Absolutely. me, it was like, oh yeah, we've all had those moments. And I think that was kind of what he was doing. It was a little harsh. I was like, oh God, ow. But I also think that Rock has, he's so green, Rob. You said he's so green. Like, he has zero clue what's happening. And so I think that was like Jim Jim Parsons' way of just being like, yeah, like here, here's the shit, buddy. Like, sorry, you're gonna be late. Not a chance. Not gonna happen. You know, so it was a it was a funny scene, but it was also kind of a painful scene. It was very painful because it seems like Rock keeps finding these people that are so toxic from him, from his family members all the way down to the agent and, and Archie. What do you think, Gunner? So 
I'm going to make it straight up first. I can't stand Henry Wilson's character. It's like the type of person that like ruins the industry, makes it awful and so hard to get started and be taken seriously because it's someone that's like, I, I call the shot and I can be how I want. But yeah, I don't disagree actually because one, I've always been raised with the mindset. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, don't even bother showing up, which yeah. I think helps me out in the industry. I think it's a very important mm-hmm. mindset to have. I'm one that personally, if you're late, if you're on time with me, you're still on time. If you're late, whatever. But if you're early, I'm like, wow, you're early. I respect that. But <laughs> it's also a matter of my own naivety that I feel like I'm kind of very much like Roy of like optimistic and gun ho and grab the bus. And everyone's like, mm. huh, that's cute. Just wait till we bite <laughs> you back. Like, it's right. also like, I know that struggle, but Henry did make a lot of good points. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And then they ended up spending the night together, which that whole that scene whole at the house. Oh, who, which one of you wants to tackle the crazy, bizarre scene that oh was God. Henry Wilson's house? Yes. Gunner shivering. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Okay, so there's a lot of things I didn't understand in that. Um, the whole dance. I mean, the dress, you could dress, dress whatever way you want to, that's fine. But the dancing part, what was, what was that all about? What was that? What, what was right? that? I don't know. How was yeah. that a part of professional development? Like, what can you learn career-wise from this creepy agent who talked so much trash to you earlier, cut to him dancing all around the apartment, and then after that, Hey, come lay in the bed with me. What? Like you have done nothing to excite me. Like regardless of what you're attracted to, (laughs) this is not. I don't. I don't know who this is attracting. I think that's my problem. Like I can't. I don't know. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just bizarre to me. So I just. I I had to ask you guys if if anybody else was sitting there just looking crazy as that was going. I I feel like these writers are just like layering and layering and layering on to Henry's character to make you like dislike him as well as just be con- like confused by him in like every way shape and form mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm. just another way of just being like like what where what i honestly for a second thought it was like rock was maybe having a dream and then it was bizarre <laughs> it was so bizarre it like because I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like actually just a bunch of scarves he had on twos i'm like wait is that yeah. like, one out like one dress thing i'm like wait is it scar like what how is he stripping it off? What's, like, what's happening? And then like Listen. Rock's reaction is so perfect, like drinking, like so he's like basically like getting like himself like hammered and just like so uncomfortable. And I was like, I need a drink too. I am uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> At first, I thought he was like recreating "I Dream of Genie" or something. And I, was like, hey, I dream of Genie hadn't even come out yet, so I'm like, okay, exactly. I have, I have no right. idea what this is. So something else, like I keep talking about, they they keep having these historical references. So uh, when Miss um, Kincaid is kind of coaching or, or teaching Jack, mm-hmm. she kind of mm-hmm. tells him like we we are now transitioning from the whole silent, over dramatic theatrics of acting to more yeah. intense and eyes. Like I said, I just really appreciate all the education and how they Same. they they keep from the New York. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, what did y'all think of that? What do y'all think when they drop like real life? time frame elements into this this story we'll start with you rob sorry um yeah i i like the real lifetime element because it gives the the audience viewer which is us um like it gives us stuff to like look look into like okay mm-hmm. now we we're being told this now we want to know if if this is fact or fiction how much of this is fact and or is fiction and how you know and then after that 
we want to go and research all these things. And I, also, I think it engages us more and makes us look forward to the next episode because what else are we going to be dropped? Exactly. What, what other time frames are going to be dropped on us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and then, so we're coming back to the party again, and there's just so many things that I am trying to remember. So like you said, we're trying to figure out what's real and what's not. The whole situation with John Wayne and Mae West, is that like a real scenario, real story? Cause you know, they dropped that at the dinner party that he had to basically right. sleep with her to get his, his first role. Is that real? Like there's just so many things. The, the, <laughs> the lady from Gone with the Wind, like yeah. was she really <laughs> like a, a, a nervous wreck that had to be, as, and this is a quote, this is not me. They said <laughs> feed the kitty. like. Is that something yeah. like is that how she operated in real life? <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> well, is that not. even a saying, feed the kitty? Or what? Uh, I wrote I it know. down because I wanted y'all to know it's <laughs> not me. I never thought in a million years I would utter those words on camera for a show. But here we are reporting this. So here we are. What did y'all what did y'all think about all of that? What's we'll up with you, babe? Uh, oh my so 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 much. I it, it's how you were saying it like shows you what's going on and like what I really got at was like the whole um bangle scene when she was like come on my arms vanished like oh it's not a bangle I never leave and she, like it just shows oh, like yes. the like yes. insanity that can go into like comments and how powerful words can be to you and I was like wow like so it makes like it kind of is even myself it's on a certain insult or like even just like commentary on myself like happens I just kind of it shuts you down it's like all you obsess over and how much this like just the insanity that goes into Hollywood and how you said like the historical aspect, it shows you, makes you invested in it, anchors you to like, wow, this is what they went through. This isn't just like uh, hysteria or like dramatizing it. It's real. Yeah. And it's still, like you said, it is still happening because even Mariah, she talked, Mariah Carey, she talks about how her first agent or somebody told her her best side was, I forget, her left or her right. right. And so now to this day, 30 years later, she still only likes to be photographed oh. on one side. You Have hold you on to those comments. Yeah, mm -hmm. Kelsey. Absolutely, absolutely. And like you know what Gunnar was saying, it's like you can also take like look at yourself and think like think something or be critical of something for so long that it truly I mean it just sticks with you. It just one little comment from someone in who knows high school that you're like, oh my gosh, wait, what? Yeah. So yeah, I think that scene was wild and it was very telling and it was also very true and then even I liked the part where she said that she was thinking of or there's that new um, film coming out in London or the new show <laughs> and it's similar to her old role but she's like oh but that role put me like in for two years like put me out of commission for two years after that and I was like dang girl but it, I mean it's real and it's like all the stuff that all of these high profile people have to deal with all those like especially now with all the trolls and Man, oh I can I don't know. I, I don't know how I they do imagine. it. Yeah, I can't imagine. What what do you got, Rob? Yeah, well, you know Kanye West said it best, the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. Self-esteem. Come on. And, mm -hmm. and like here's one thing mm -hmm. that I, I was seeing that that's repetitive uh inside this episode and also other episodes. Like, so this actress from Gone with the Wind, one of the biggest films ever, right. has a problem with insecurity. And right. all the other actors in this episode and other episodes have a problem with insecurity. This is how people yeah. are able to manipulate them. This is somebody yeah. like Henry who sees those insecurities when people come and switching in through the door 
and yeah. they, they focus them. on yeah. and they exploit them. And that's one good thing to see in that show. And I, not just for us, but I think for other people in that party, because mm -hmm. you got, like I said, a really big actor from one of the biggest films of all time, who is a mess. And other yeah. people that that could help some other people in that party. Well, I'm a mess, but her, she's not together she's at all. Exactly. <laughs> right. Wow. So there are a few other things that I want to touch on, but we'll save that for the closing of the show. So let's go ahead and get into our uh, first special segment, which is our news and gossip. What you got for us, Gunner? Actually, I have a little, fun a little bit more of Claire Wood's character, the actress who, Samara Weaving, mm -hmm. I didn't butcher that too badly, that she actually received this audition as a secret and it was just an untitled project and was given a scene to read from, from Some Like It Hot, the uh, 1959 film. Yeah, and wow. she went full Marilyn Monroe on the reading and found out two months later that this was with Ryan Murphy's show. Wow. Oh, wow. Right? Like, that's, that's so, so cool. That it's is really what's cool. up. And I think she's killing that role also. Like she was yeah. a great cast for that role as far as I'm concerned. I'm excited to see her grow too as a character. I, I keep, I told y'all last one that my predictions, that's the one I'm, my eye is on her because mm -hmm. she's mm -hmm. up to no good. Oh gosh, yeah. And you've, so, you got a little bit of that in this one too. And Gunnar, I think that's, I think that's awesome that you, that you bring up this for this particular news segment for this because it coincides with the episode. Like, look at yeah. all these people in the episode getting these connections and invites to places that they didn't even know that was going to mm -hmm. turn into that. Like, or exist, so, yeah. Exactly. So mm -hmm. one day you're sitting at a table with uh, an annoying agent, and then the same day, later on that night, you're at a party <laughs> with a bunch of naked men who you've ever seen with all these powerful people in Hollywood just hanging out, doing drugs, right. drinking like it's nothing. And this, uh, the 40s. So whoa. imagine, imagine yeah. today. Yeah. Let me just. Whoo, I'm not Seriously. putting any of my business in the street. Pre Rona, pre Rona, please, you guys. Pre Rona, exactly. Stay indoors. Pre Rona, yes. <laughs> Even Camille in the episode, she pointed out, she pointed that that point out, Rob, because she was like, when Jack said that he was going to the party, she's like, "Wow, that was fast." So that you're was right, fast. exactly. Yeah. They they definitely pointed that yeah. out. All right, so let's get into our final special segment, Rob. What you got for us in this trivia today? Okay, Ooh. so we're going to be doing once again the uh, AfterBuzz TV True Hollywood Story Trivia. Okay, now, um, so Kelsey, this is your first time to this. It so is. You're gonna, I'm so you're gonna excited. have to catch up. We're we're doing this on a point system, so each question we have ask has a certain amount of points. Um, oh, and right now, I mean, you're you're far behind because you just started. But <laughs> so far, in right the now, lead, you're losing. <laughs> right. So far, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. So far in the lead, we have Tyler with six points. Coming behind Tyler, we have Gunner with four points. And coming behind Gunner, we have our uh, Ryan. I ain't last anymore. I ain't last. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that. But you have a chance to go to first. All of you. Well. Wow. Except for you, Kelsey. You get you have like two episodes. <laughs> oh my! God. Okay, so I'm going to be asking these questions. Um, <laughs> the first question I'm going to ask is for one point, and all of you guys should know this. And so okay. for this one, let's just say your name is your buzzer. So if you have the answer, just say your name, and I'll call on you. All right. Okay. So first question: What Full House cast member was charged in the college admissions scandal? Tyler. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Tyler. It's, it's uh, Lori Lachlan. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Uh -huh. 
I actually forgot her name right now too. So I was like, oh, I know. I was gonna say, um, what's her, uh, what's her character's name? Becky or Becky? Oh, um, Becky. Yeah, I was say, Aunt Becky. I was like, Aunt Becky. I was like, that's not her real name though. Shoot. So <laughs> fine, it's fine. Okay. The second question um, is is a little bit more hard, um, and the third question is really hard. I don't think you guys are gonna get it, but I have faith in you guys. Gosh. Okay. You didn't sound like you had faith. No, you really don't. That doesn't sound I like. I have faith. Truth. I have faith. Um, so the next question is, which famous Mexican actor has a chain of taco restaurants and a donut shop in Los Angeles? I'm gonna give you guys choices, okay? So okay. the first choice, A, George Lopez. B, Danny Trejo. C, Edward James Olmos. Kelsey. A. Kelsey, you got <laughs> Darn it wrong. B, Danny Trejo. Oh, okay. Am I you wrong? Got it, no, you're right. Oh, that was gonna be my answer. Oh. I used to work. I used to work there. So, oh, shout, out, really? shout out to Danny Trejo for giving me a job back in the day. Hey. Okay. So the last question, and it's a, it's a hard question, but I think you guys can get it. Um, we're gonna go slow. So, which and this is multiple choice as well. Which old school Hollywood producer purchased a home, which is now a historic landmark, in 1984 in Los Angeles? The three choices are A, Joel Civil, B, Robert Evans, C, Jerry Bruckheimer. Here's a Gunner. hint. Oh, okay. No, you want to hear, oh. oh. hear the hint first or you want to? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you get to go first after I say the hint. Right. Because, okay, so here's a hint. This producer produced the movie, The Matrix. Oh my gosh. Give the, give the names again. Yeah, say the names again so I so, make sure I know. A, Joel Silver, B, mm -hmm. Robert Evans, C, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, I'll let Gunnar go first and then I'll C, give my hand. It's C? C? No, that's incorrect. I'm Tyler. <laughs> okay. Who is it, Tyler? I have no idea. I'm going to go A, though, just to guess. You got it. Dang it! <laughs> you got it. Yeah, Joel Silver was the producer of the Matrix uh, film. I um, in the house he purchased. The house that he purchased in the in the Holly uh, purchase is called uh, Storer House. It's a, a very old house built by the one of the most famous architects, Frank Lloyd Wright. He has houses all around Los Angeles and all around the country. Wow! This is so fun. That was that's right? a great game. Right? I love it. Thank uh, you for that, Rob. We really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Rob. I, I can't wait just to see what the next trivia is going to be. Bump the right show. Let's just let's just do the trivia. I know. Uh, so. Let's wrap up this episode, um, okay. and uh, we're going to close with the party. There's so many things that happened in the party, so I'm just going to go through a couple of them real quick and then let you all just kind of, you know, talk about them. One, Henry calls out Dick Samuels, um, mm. uh, and, then he pro and then after he calls him out, he then prostitutes Rock on him. Like, he then pushes Rock on him. Nothing ends up happening. Uh, they actually have, like, a whole moment. Like, he basically... Richard Samuels has a whole breakdown because apparently he's kind of struggling with the whole sexuality thing and mm -hmm. just the whole moral aspect of it. Um, and you already know how Rock, uh, Rock feels about all of this. Like, he doesn't want to be prostituting himself at all. Um, and then also Jack has a whole situation with Henry out on the tennis courts. Uh, Henry does his usual trying to, because, you know, he already told y'all at the beginning, it's my thing that if I'm going to work with you, I have to at least... Uh, give you some personal attention and jack <laughs> jack has jack has jack has not been in 
he's been very consistent in that he does not like even if he will cheat he does not like to cheat with uh in the same sex so doing any type of male-on-male thing is just not a goal for him Mm -hmm. and camille witnessed all of it uh, which i thought was interesting because like i said this woman is the one to watch Mm -hmm. this show um i think the last thing is henry told us oh henry told a story about uh, jr he actually opened up to rock and he was kind of telling him why he's so um uh uh, i guess set on really helping him he sees something in him and he just hasn't felt this type of passion and everything to help someone and he really for me my 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 uh relationship viewer relationship with henry is like a roller coaster it's like one minute i cannot stand the things that he says i cannot stand his personality then the next minute he's making me laugh then the next minute he's almost making me not cry but just kind of making me feel (laughs) sad and then at the drop of a dime he flips it and once again he's prostituted rock out yet again what do y'all think about all of this that took place in like the last 10 15 minutes of this episode and we will start with kelsey okay what was your the first thing you said was let's go henry calling out dick samuels oh Uh, yeah yeah and then he prostitutes rock onto him well yeah this is henry the dick in this moment i'm like come on bro (laughs) um but then I really liked the scene with um, with Dick and Rock. I thought that that was a really tender, cool scene. And it kind of showed, and even Rock said, it was like, you're the first nice person I've met in Hollywood. And I like how mm-hmm. they did that. I like how they're like, there are good people here. It just is maybe harder to like weed them out. And And they're also stuck and confused and insecure and have mm. been beat down. So I really, I really, really liked that scene with them. Um, but yeah, Henry's killing me. <laughs> I love that. That's, a, that's such a great point because I think that that is the actual truth of the matter. You know, people yeah. love to say, oh, there's so many fake people in LA or LA people are this, when really the people that are here, the majority of them are, do have morals, do have values, but we've Absolutely. all had to play this game that everybody's on high alert. And it's like, well, I don't know who to trust you. So, yep, it's, yep, you know, it's all about trust, everybody's yeah. trying to play the game. What do you think about all of that, Rob? Um, yes, I, I agree. Uh, you get to see, so you get to see the fact that Henry is, Henry could possibly have some way to change, but in the end, he doesn't change. <laughs> and it's all yeah. about, in the spirit of fakeness, of LA fakeness, it's all about presenting that you are one way and then pulling oh. the rug right at the end. Mm. And the Someone same, and preach. And the same thing with uh, when it goes with Rock and uh, Mr. Samuels. Now, I, I like this moment because this is this is a moment where Rock says, "Okay, you are a good man, an honest man." And then you get to see uh, Mr. Samuels take that from that conversation, and then when he goes to the studio the next day right. and gets right. and decides to give yep. Camille the screen mm-hmm. test because he wants to be a good person, he wants to be a nice person, the nice person. And making up for what he didn't do for the other actress, uh, uh, Miss Wong. Yes, Miss Wong. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. That's a very good point. Gunner, what do you think? See, I so thought Jack when he made that confession about his wife. I thought I thought the story was going to be a bit about Jack's sexuality and like learning that he is into men, or maybe as they learn ambidextrous about your sexuality, or but then he really isn't, and that's what. I like respect that confidence. Like I'm not this. I'm kind of even a matter of I'm not going to change for you to get ahead. I'm not going to change who I am. 
and I, I thought he was going to have to, and Claire was going to see it and exploit it and use it to her advantage. But she did, well, she didn't have to see it and see anything. She really just saw him stand up for himself. And Dick's story is just, it kills me. And I feel so bad for probably how many people had to go through that, especially people in power to ignore that and not be allowed to be them full selves. And Roy, like, experiencing that, getting to find those good people. Because him him and Miss Kincaid are my absolute favorite because they show you yeah. that good people are in charge. They just don't get the, sh- like, the recognition that they do. Mm-hmm. And see, Henry's moment with me, it was just being a writer and knowing about character development. It's called Pet the Cat and that you show that, oh, this really bad person is not just an absolute monster. Like, oh, here, they'll pet the cat and they'll help it and then still do bad things. And to me, I'm just like, uh-uh, you might have this really heartbreaking thing, but you're still, you ain't doing it for me. Yeah, he keeps you on the hook. He is a master manipulator. He's, he knows, he, like, yeah. this is not his, clearly, this is not his first time. He's almost Ooh. like the pedophiles of today that you kind of mm-hmm. have to watch out for. It's like, they are masters at this. They're not totally. new. They, it's almost like they've been training for this their It's whole a game life. to them, yeah. Yes, yeah. literally. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think, Rob, you said he, he has learned how to point out, just from how you walk in a room, he can oh. point out your weaknesses and then exploit them for his personal gain, mm, however he feels. That, yeah. that was a, a great way to look at that. Um, and what did you think about the whole situation when Henry was talking about JR? Did you connect with that at all? Or was it mm-hmm. completely in one ear and out because of what then happened immediately following when he then prostitutes mm-hmm. Rock yet again? I, yeah, I kind of really was like, it gave me a little bit of like sympathy, like, all right, so you're broken, like you're damaged too. Like that explains that John's just an absolute monster. You're not just horrible, but you're still doing bad things. And it kind of just like, you're like, you just suck. Like you're out learning from this pain or learning from it. you're just making it worse for other people too. Yeah. And, and like you, yeah. I also thought, I also thought that Jack's storyline was going to go in a different direction. Uh, I thought, it, and maybe that's just the obvious way to go. Like, I mm-hmm. thought it was going to go that same path. And the, the fact that it didn't, and he's so dead fast on, no, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. I'm not going to judge you, but this is just who I am. I'm, I'm all here for it. So let's go ahead and give the people what they want, which are our predictions for episode four. Ooh. And this time, we start with my boy, Gunner. So for predictions for episode four, I I think we're going to see a lot more of kind of combat between Henry and Dick. I think those two are going to really start to come ahead and like challenge each other. And I think we're going to see some struggles more with Jack and his wife. I think they're going to start to really crumble now. Either they're going to make it or they're going to break it here. Yeah, I agree with that. That, that's absolutely somebody else that we didn't talk about i'm sure we'll talk about him a lot more in the next episode was uh raymond and his whole situation and his interaction with the party and kind of even being kicked out of the party um but oh, we can yeah. cover all of that later unless y'all want to mention it in your uh in your outro so go ahead kelsey i think we're gonna see something happen with jack and claire in this next episode um yes. she is something up her sleeve and I don't know what it is, but I think something's going to happen with them. I also think we're going to see a, bit, a little bit more development with um, Archie and Rock because they're so cute and I love them. Yeah. Um, I hope we do because, yeah, I like them. What <laughs> else? What else? Those are my two. Yeah, those are my two big ones, I think, for this episode, especially. I think it's going to be a lot about Jack and Claire. Okay. And what about you, Rob? I think that, uh, so I, my prediction is that Rock Hudson is going to get the role 
in Peg. Um, he's going to get that role. Um, and I think also with uh, with the studio head, we didn't we didn't get a chance mm. to really talk about him. Rob, yes. Rob Reiner, yeah. I'm so glad yeah. he popped up. Oh, but Rob I think Reiner, he, yeah. <laughs> from that conversation at the table, I think Rob Reiner is going to intentionally try to uh, sabotage his sabotage daughter's his daughter. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, yep. I, I think that's going to happen. I think yeah. because he, it's the writings are on the wall. Yeah. And uh, as far as, um, as far as uh, Archie, I, I think Archie is going to be given a difficult task of some kind of rewrite and he's not going to like it. I think it's going to be a critical moment like between, um, between uh, Archie and the studio. Yeah. Oh, well, you know that that's already going to, because he, remember, he wants it to be a white film. He doesn't yep. want a Black actress as the lead, where Raymond, yep. who's producing it, he wants to put Uncle his girlfriend Hague, Camille yeah. in it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be, you know, yep. that's going to be an issue. So I, I totally guess, agree Rob. with you on that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm jumping on that train. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I also cannot wait to see the screen test between Camille and Claire. Um, I think it's another one of those um, Miss Wong situations where clearly it's going to go to the person that they think can bring in the more more eyes instead of the better actress and mm -hmm. it's just going to be a mess and I'm, I'm here for all of it because I love drama that's not actually in my life so I can't <laughs> wait to see Same. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens and make sure you guys tune in for episode 5 I believe we shoot that today at 5 or episode 4 uh, I believe at we shoot that today six. at 6 at 6 Okay, six. at yeah. six. So make sure you guys come back at six for that. And Gunner, starting with you, why don't you tell the people where they can find you on social media? All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And against the ESPN TV talk, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Gunner Thomas. Yay, Kelsey. And you guys, no one's been chatting, but come and join us and jump in the chat because we want to talk to you and we want to hear your thoughts. So at six and then eight and ten, you can chat with us basically the whole day. So jump in that chat. Um, and you can find me on all social media. I'm Kels Meyer too. Yay. And Rob, what about you, man? And you can find me on Insta at Rob Stilo. That's S-T-E-E-L-O. If you have any good predictions or any good tea, slide in the DM. All right? <laughs> Absolutely. For those of you that did uh, jump in the chat in episodes one and two, thank you. Like Kelsey said, come on back. We'll comment later. Uh, also, make sure you hit that subscribe button to... Um, if you like this video and you want to stay up all things after TV, and if you're listening on any of the podcasts, please rate the five stars and help to continue to make us the SPN of TV talk. Follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV. And of course, follow me at the Tyler Tyson on all social media. And we will see y'all later today at six. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.